0: Episode seven of the EPL show on the Barnhart Sports Network. I am your host, as always, Pete B, a.k.a. Chuck Rudolph, a.k.a. Bucky Chucky on DraftKings. And joining me, as always, my partner in crime. He is the sultan of showdown soccer, the prince of the pitch, the former St. Gregor the Great six XI, and UW-Whitewater defensive back. He is Justin J. Bone, Lon Carrick. What is happening, J. Bone? Hey, guys.
1: How's it going? Episode 7, big week this week, 10 matches. Let's break it down here.
0: Yeah, big week. This is uh, going to be week 6 of the EPL show. Uh, we're going to start off. We're going to review a little bit week 5. Uh, we actually killed it on the best bets last week on the podcast um i threw in a couple extra bets this week and they did not work out at all so uh maybe just stick to the best bets this week maybe hey you know doesn't that sound like a good idea
1: i think that's a great idea (laughs) honestly whenever we try to go away from the script it uh gets a little bit funky and we we lose some money at it so maybe we should take our own advice
0: sometimes Yeah, definitely. Uh, Let's just quick run through uh, the games. Uh, Last week, the first game was on Friday. It was Newcastle taking on Leeds. They battled to an epic 1-1 draw. Uh, Not really a whole lot to say about that game. On Saturday morning, there was Wolves taking on Brentford. Uh, One of the best bets of last week was both teams not to score or both teams to score. No, however you want to say it Um, didn't exactly work out the way that we thought it would go. Uh, Brentford ended up winning two nothing at Wolves, despite picking up a red card in the game. Um, I know I took Wolves (laughs) to win the game as well. Uh, That didn't work out whatsoever but uh, another strong result for Brentford.
1: Yeah, even with the red card, they were able to get the result, the 2-0 victory, best bet one, both teams to score no. Uh, Like you said, I think many people, almost everyone was on Wolves at home coming off a win to get their second points of the season, but they couldn't get it done even when they were up a man.
0: Yeah, and just taking a look at the table here now, with that win, Brentford has thrust themselves into the top 10 of the table. So, you know, really good start of the season for Brentford. And if you're Wolves, it was looking like it was, uh, you know, they were building some momentum. And then now it feels like they took a step back with that loss. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Interesting to know just took a quick look at the standings as well. Brentford through five matches they have five goals for only two goals against pretty impressive for a club that's just recently promoted to the EPL on the other side of things Wolves the exact opposite goals for and goals against two goals for five goals against and five matches kind of interesting how that's worked out so far honestly before the season you'd think it'd be flip-flop between the two but uh Of course, one season ahead still.
0: Yeah, and uh, in that one, Wolves, 11 goal attempts, zero shots on goal. So, you know, just when they're coming off, I think two goals in the prior game, uh, it was looking like, like I said, they're riding off some momentum and then they fall short again. But the best bet did cash there, so that is always good. Uh, The very next game, Burnley lost against Arsenal one nothing, at home. Uh, I asked you to talk me off Burnley. I don't think you did. I suffered some losses in that game. I think I got to be done with this Burnley team. I have to be done with them. They're just not good. They're just not good.
1: (laughs) I don't. Yeah, honestly, I liked Burnley last week. I did not mind the play one bit. Couldn't talk you off of them. Uh, You've talked about Norwich. Now you're putting Burnley in the same table, the same grouping, just teams that we should not pick, we should not bet on. They're, they're both terrible this year, both at this point, sitting 19th and 20th, probably going to get relegated. I mean, it's early in the season, but they both do not look good at all.
0: Yeah, I, I mean Burnley. I think they'll. I think they'll. They'll get a win eventually. They they still don't have one on the season, but I'm. I think I'm done chasing it. I'm just done chasing it. It's when it happens, it'll happen. But you know, I'm not going to be the one who profits off of it. Unfortunately, I, for the Arsenal side, that was a very much needed win for them. That's their second win in a row. Uh, trending in a little bit more of a positive uh, direction. Uh, They're getting a lot of their players back in the fold. They're starting to look stronger.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, like you said, second win in a row, surprisingly, both wins were one nil victories. One on the, one on the at home against Norwich, one on the road versus Burnley this past weekend, both one nil victories in their first three matches. They gave up nine goals against total. Not too bad. Not holding a clean sheet both of the last two matches. Even during this past week, they played in the Caribou Cup, and they held a clean sheet as well. So four straight, actually, with including a friendly. Not too bad for their defense, who was pretty suspect at the beginning of the year.
0: Now, granted, those last two EPL wins against Burnley and Norwich, like you had just said, the very two bottom teams in the table right now. So, uh, trending in the right direction for Arsenal. Uh, you would think that the goals will start coming for them. Um, they have a pretty athletic, uh, you know, starting eleven. If all the guys are out there, um, so keep keep your eye on Arsenal. They might be, you know, finding their stride a little bit. We'll see once they start, you know, playing the tougher competition. Uh, the next game was Liverpool taking on Crystal Palace. Liverpool won in a pretty dominating fashion, 3-0. One of the your best bets was Liverpool to be leading at halftime and full time, which they did. Uh, I think we also threw out in that game, uh, you know, Liverpool to score in both halves. They did that. Uh, I think there was another one we threw out. It was similar to that. Uh, that would have hit as well. Um, unfortunately I didn't, I didn't take any of those bets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The other one was uh
1: Liverpool to win both of the halves. I think Liverpool, it was that. There we go. There we go. Something crazy like plus 300 or plus two fifty or something. It was nice odds. <laughs> that, I did not play that one. Would have been a nice hit, but, uh, yeah, Liverpool, a little bit lucky in the first half. Their goal did come in the 43rd minute, but that's sometimes better to be lucky than good. And it uh, worked out for the best bet.
0: Yeah, then the next game was Man City taking on Southampton. They battled to a 0-0 draw, actually. Uh Gotta think a very disappointing result for Man City. Uh, Southampton, you'd think they would absolutely love taking that draw on the road there in a very tough matchup. They're still without their first win on the season, but they have they have battled to a draw in four straight EPL games.
1: Kinda crazy. They're Southampton, they're a decent squad. They lost Danny Eanes this past season, or off season, I should say, To Aston Villa, but uh, yeah, that great result for them on the road playing Man City. They actually had a decent amount of scoring opportunities, goal chances. Uh, I looked at the numbers briefly, 18 to 10, not terrible. I'm sorry, 16 to 10 in favor of Man City to have six less goal scoring opportunities and only have 36% of the possession. That's not too bad playing on the road against Man City. I would take that, take the point any day of the week.
0: Yeah, pretty pretty gritty defense by Southampton. Man City only had one shot on goal. You know, we had talked about them, you know, maybe struggling to find find the goal scores this season. We really hadn't seen that. Uh, they hadn't struggled, you know, all that much this year. They looked like they were, you know, in a nice little rhythm, but then boom. Tough draw for Man City. Uh, our next game was Norwich taking on Watford. Watford ended up winning that on the road 3-1. to one. Norwich just proving that they are, without a doubt, the worst team in the EPL. Is that safe to say that? <laughs> I can't
1: agree more. Norwich, they, they have potential. They have some guys on their squad that are... Star players at would that would be star players at lower divisions, but uh, yeah, chemistry wise, they don't seem to play well as a team together. And honestly, Watford looked really they played very well, they finished some crosses nice. Dennis scored a goal, Kane had an assist. Lots and lots of chances for Watford. Um, solid result three,
0: three points on the road for Watford. Yeah, I guess on the plus side for Norwich, uh, your boy Pookie found the net in the first half. I know there was a guy that you had listed as a potential DFS guy last week. So if you played Pookie, uh, you know, can't complain there. Then the primetime game on Saturday was Aston Villa taking on Everton and Villa won that game 3-0. I actually played. Maddie cash and the captain lineup of the showdown slate there. And I don't think I cashed still. <laughs> I still didn't cash with cash in the captain spot, despite him scoring there, but you know, good result for Villa winning three, nothing. Everton had been looking very strong this season. Um, that was their, their first defeat on the year. Uh, but The win for Villa, you got to you got to think that was very important for them to, uh, you know, start gaining a little bit of momentum. They were looking like they were, I don't know, kind of I wouldn't say struggling, but they're they're obviously not a complete team. You're not going to get a consistent uh, effort out of them week to week. Yeah, that was a kind of a crazy game for Villa there. Uh,
1: Leon Bailey, super sub, came on 61st minute. He got a goal. He had an assist off of a, well, I guess you could call it an assist. He crossed the ball in from a corner kick and Dinier headed it in his own goal. But uh, I'm going to give him the assist on that. But yeah, he uh, came in the 61st minute, assist off the corner, scored a nice goal from Ings, and then he was injured 21 minutes later. (laughs) So (laughs) kind of a super sub, kind of a crazy... Crazy 21 minutes of effort for Bailey, but uh, he, he, he secured the three points and that's actually Villa got all three of their goals within the 21 minutes he did play. So pretty, pretty spectacular and pretty,
0: pretty good move by the coach there. Yeah, Bailey, he really filled up the stat sheet in in that short amount of time there, but definitely a difference maker. And, you know, that was a guy that we talked about coming into the season as, you know, a big impact player for Villa. And he, he really hasn't seen the field too much. I know he's been battling with injuries and then now, you know, he comes in, he looks great and then boom, he gets injured again. So uh, we'll have to keep it. I'm not sure how serious of an injury that was, but, you know, Villa definitely is a better team when they can get a player like Bailey out on the pitch.
1: Yeah, can't agree more. They're they're solid. They got some good players, solid players from front to back in their lineup. They just, uh, yeah, like you said, can't get healthy all at the same time.
0: And then moving on to the games on Sunday Uh, in the morning, it was Brighton taking on Leicester. Brighton won that game two to one. I made the mistake of taking Leicester in the draw right before that game. That didn't turn out to be a good move, but uh, the win for Brighton huge. They're up to fourth in the table right now. They have four wins on the season and only one defeat.
1: Geez, that's crazy. Yeah, 12 points compared to the top three teams. Chelsea, Liverpool, man, you have 13 points. That's uh, that's not too bad. Now, Brighton, they do have some tough fixtures coming up. Um, I mean, Crystal Palace is not too bad this upcoming week. But oh, they're, they've got some promise so far this season and a nice little win streak. I don't uh, – quite frankly, I don't remember – oh, yeah – Maupay scored a penalty kick in the first half and then oh yeah so this match and the next one we're going to talk about kind of crazy it was both at 8 a.m in the morning central standard time this match Brighton and Leicester 2-1 finish in favor of Brighton the next one 2-1 finish in favor of Man U against West Ham absolute chaos There was 100% controversy about the refereeing in both of these matches. Leicester had two or three goals ruled off for VAR, either fouls or offside calls that were questionable. And then, yeah, Pete, you can get into the Man U West Ham if you want to.
0: Yeah, yeah. Another game that I just kind of fumbled away there. Uh, But right before we were sitting here on the podcast last week saying how like, oh, yeah, no Antonio for uh, West Ham, Uh, you know, good spot for Man U. What did I do right before the game? Oh, I decided to take West Ham in the draw. Um, Looking back on it, it, I don't think that that was a terrible move um, because ultimately the deciding factor in the game West Ham got a penalty in extra time, the 95th minute. And who did they bring on? Dylan Barnhart's guy, Mark Noble, to take the penalty kick. Now, everyone, that's about equivalent to in Mighty Ducks 2, when Julie the Cat from Bangor, Maine, came in, to try and shut down Iceland on the last uh, penalty shot. But the difference here, Julie, the cat, a legend got the job done. Mark Noble did not. (laughs) How, how do you, how do you bring in your captain to kick a game tying penalty? And he misses just brutal, just brutal, man.
1: Yeah, that was crazy. That, uh, well, what's even more crazy is the whole match, maybe not the whole match, but a solid four or five times. Ronaldo's flopping in the in the penalty box on the other side of things. He's begging for calls. He's begging for a penalty kick. No calls given at all. Well, 94th minute, here's the penalty to West Ham to possibly tie the match with no time left. They bring on super sub club you could say legend, uh, Mark Noble, and he comes on. And after Manchester United was begging for penalty, begging for penalty, West Ham was just getting lucky, quite frankly. They get the penalty kick for themselves, West Ham do, and completely miss it, completely (laughs) blow it. (laughs) The irony is just crazy to me. And uh, yeah, a tough, tough result for West Ham. I was also like Pete on win draw for West Ham, devastating, absolute
0: devastation in that loss. Um, like you were saying, Ronaldo, he he definitely was. He was begging for calls. Um, I thought there was a time or two where it did look like he he did get fouled. Um, you know, b- close though. It's close. You know, it's always up to the referee and. And then, like you said in the last game with the VAR situation, the referees and the VAR—gosh, it was such a killer in that Sunday morning spot there. But it, you know who scored the first goal for Manu again? Ronaldo. Uh, the guy's on fire. The guy came to the EPL, and he is just on fire.
1: Yeah, he's—he uh, looks great. He—we questioned his ability coming over to the EPL. EPL is a tough league. Him and the guy we're going to talk about next, Lukaku, have been dominant so far this season.
0: Yeah, and uh, the I know one of the, the last best bets from last week was on that game. It was the over two and a half in the Man U West Ham that did hit as Man U won two to one. Um, so last week, the, the three games we talked about, the three bets that you suggested, perfect. Clean sweep, three and oh, pretty quality there. No complaints. We'll see what we do this week. Uh, Got some,
1: got a few bets in mind, but uh, I don't know if we'll be able to go 100%
0: again this week, but uh, always the momentum's there. I like it. But, you know, the podcast needed, a uh, you know, a a clean winning record, uh, you know, on file last week based off of, you know, the prior couple of weeks that we had there. A little bit of a, a struggle bus. You know, I was under the weather the last couple of weeks. You know, I'm feeling a lot better right now. I got a lot more energy, a lot more pep in my step. So let's see what this week can bring. But the very last game um, on that slate was Chelsea taking on Tottenham. Chelsea did win that game on the road, three to nothing. Chelsea just looking fantastic this season. They're sitting here at the top of the table, tied with Liverpool now. Uh, 13 points. They got 12 goals. They've only given up one goal in five matches, dominating start for that.
1: Dominating start. You got it. That's, uh, I mean, they scored all three goals in the second half of this match. Uh, all three defensive players, Silva, Conte, Rudiger, all three solid performances. Alonzo had an assist. He was on most of the set pieces, if not all of the set pieces, quite frankly, Chelsea looks awesome. One concern I do have about Chelsea, Lukaku's been great, although he did not get on the score sheet. Timo Werner. I don't understand what's going on with Werner. (laughs) He misses all these extremely easy chances. And maybe, sure, they're not easy, so to say. This is the EPL, but uh, Lukaku, Mount, and Alonso they're setting him up in some pretty great goal scoring opportunities. Werner's just not capitalizing. It's, it's kind of disappointing, quite frankly.
0: Yeah. It it seems like Werner might be better off at playing, you know, maybe for a squad that's not as high profile as Chelsea. Sometimes you see these guys go to the big name clubs and you know, they just kind of fold a little bit. Like, you know, that they're good players, but you just don't see, the, the results from them on the field, yeah.
1: And he came over from Red Bull Leipzig. He were in Germany. They did decent. They were. Werner was leading goal scorer over there for that club, and uh, he had a lot of promise. Big money move, but uh, not paying off. Brilliant signing of Lukaku, though. He's looked great. He's if he's not scoring goals, he's setting guys up with great opportunities. Really like Lukaku so far this season.
0: Well, and how good has Alonzo been too? I, I feel like he, whenever Chelsea's playing, he is an absolute must start in DFS. Like the guy scores so many points in so many different ways. Uh, definitely a must start. Yeah. They,
1: uh, Chelsea, not this year, but the, not this off season, but the past off season, they brought in Ben Chilwell from Leicester and Chilwell the reason they brought in Chilwell was because Alonzo is said to be getting older they wanted a replacement for Alonzo more attacking and quite frankly it's done nothing but motivated Alonzo. Alonzo's been great on the opposite side of the field. Reese James has been outstanding. Osbel Cueta is still there. i can't don't even know how old he is maybe 34 35 he's getting up there in age but uh he's still producing at a solid level for these guys and if not if not assisting if not getting goals as he's leading the team very well tiago silva scoring goals off corner kicks chelsea looks solid so far this season
0: yeah, Chelsea looks great. Uh, Alonso's looked great, and it, he might be the one guy who has stuck in the starting eleven of every single game too. There, there's been a lot of pieces, you know, in and out of the lineup for Chelsea, and alonzo has been, you know, one of the constants.
1: Even the keeper, uh, keeper Mendy, he was hurt this past week. He didn't play, so Keppa was in. Keppa was big question mark on Kepa whenever he plays. He's not have the best uh, best time at Chelsea in the EPL but uh, he was able to get the job done but absolutely alonzo great fantasy play every week he's he's a stud
0: all right so that'll you know put a wrap on on week 5 of the EPL we're going to move on to the upcoming week week 6 And the three games that we're going to go into greater detail about, uh, the very first one is early on Saturday morning. It is Chelsea taking on Man City at Stamford Bridge in London. The odds for the game, we have Chelsea plus 170 at home. Man City, plus 175 on the road. The draw is plus 230. Let me pull up the total here. Total looks like over under of two and a half. Juice to the under at minus 130. J-Bone, what do you like in this game? A battle of heavyweights. Absolutely. Battle of heavyweights.
1: Quite frankly, I don't remember the last time Man City were underdogs. Now, slight, slight underdogs, plus 170 to plus 175. I mean, I don't know if you even want to call that underdogs pretty even. But on paper, they're underdogs in this match. Don't remember the last time that's happened. Chelsea, we just got done talking about them. They've been great so far this season. Undefeated, they're sitting on top of the table with 13 points. Man City's not too far behind. They have 10 points. It's a pretty crucial match early on in the season for both these squads. Um, Both of Chelsea's home matches so far this season have been 3-0 victories. Quite impressive. The teams they faced were not that impressive, so they're looking to make even a greater statement against a stronger opponent. Um, Did Juan mention, and no, I did find Chelsea have won has won four of the last five head to heads between the two teams, Man City and Chelsea. That's kind of crazy to me. That it's pretty even teams. Man City's won the title. What for the last five years or something like that for yeah, last five close.
0: years. Yeah. Number, right.
1: Yeah. And they've been outstanding. They've been solid, but Chelsea's had the upper hand recently. Um, In regards to injury situation, lineups, De Bruyne, Foden, they are back healthy. They have played this past week. Uh, Both actually scored a goal in the Caribou Cup match this past week. But uh, with them coming off of the injuries, I truly feel like the chemistry is not there. Really like Chelsea sitting back and their counterattack. Werner, he's not been able to finish. He's not been getting the goals, but he's got the speed. And he is electric. He's got pace. Lukaku's in possibly the best shape of his entire life. Chelsea, money line, plus 162. I'm not going to, or plus 170. I'm not going to make it my best bet, but they're,
0: I really like Chelsea at home
1: this week. They are very solid.
0: Yeah, it, it's really hard not to like Chelsea right now. I, I, everything is clicking on all cylinders for them. It seems like it doesn't matter who who exactly is in the lineup for them. Their chemistry just is fantastic uh, versus Man City. It, it, it seems like it is important who is in the lineup. Uh, you mentioned DeBurner. He really has been a non-factor this season. I know he's been battling injuries. He hasn't really played a whole lot, but he's clearly an important piece to their team. Um, I really think they need him to be in the starting lineup moving forward
1: if they want to make a
0: case to repeat and end up at the top of the table this season.
1: Can't agree more. Absolutely I remember a couple years ago when they got rid of David Silva. They talked about how they weren't Rat going to replace boy. <laughs> him. <laughs> exactly. They weren't going to replace him. They were going to grow from within because they thought they had the next David Silva. Well, that was Foden. They've talked up Foden for years and years and years and years. It's his time to shine. Just like De Bruyne, he's been injured. Foden hasn't had an excellent seat or excellent game this past match through over the week. Um, it was a weak opponent they played, but he performed outstanding. Foden, de Bruyne, I think they're both gonna need to start for Man City to even be have a chance this match. Man City gave up, if I remember right, three goals to Red Bull Leipzig earlier maybe a couple weeks ago in champions league, honestly, terrible performance. One note, one thing I do want to note really quick. We talked about last week, Man City did draw nil, nil to Southampton. They weren't able to finish. It'll be interesting to see if they can finish, get their scoring boots on this week. I have to expect the pep gets the team determined and, ready against in a tough match versus Chelsea, but I I lean Chelsea. I absolutely like Chelsea at home.
0: Yeah, that should be a really fun game. Um, It's always great when, you know, you get a a nice prime time matchup like that early on the Saturday morning. Uh, It's just a perfect lead into the weekend, you know, wake up early, boom, Chelsea, Man City heavyweights, two heavyweights. Yeah. I really like Chelsea in the game. Um, it's always interesting when two like really good teams like that play, uh, you know, do you expect there to be goals? Will the defense, you know, more so outshine? Um, I kind of feel like they're instead of uh, like the over under, you know, like I said, it's juiced to the under a little bit. I would actually lean towards the over. I would think a little bit in this one, Um I, Chelsea just looks so good. They just look so good. I I find it hard to believe they will not end up with at least two goals in this game. You got to think, Man City, they could possibly get on the board here. But Chelsea's only given up one goal all year. Yeah, I'm with you. I lean over now that
1: these teams have played five matches so far this year, uh, five EPL matches, that is, they... They've got their dust off them. They're they're ready to roll for the the latter part of the first portion of the season, the first third, so to say. They they're, they're gonna They're in need of a strong and stellar performance. Three pivotal points at bay, if possible for each squad. I'm gonna go
0: with the home team, Chelsea, all the way here. I love it. And that'll be. Uh... A fun game to you know play some DFS into on a Saturday morning. All right. The next game that we are going to talk about is Leeds United taking on West Ham at Ellen Road in Leeds. The odds for the game. We have Leeds at home plus 190 on the money line. West Ham plus 130 on the road. The draw is plus 280. Over under, I have up here is juiced heavily to the over of two and a half minus 160 under plus 130. Jay Bone, what are you thinking about this one?
1: Yeah, interesting result last weekend. We talked about West Ham was not able to get the job done against Man United. Um, they were able to avenge the lost Man U throughout the week in the Caribou Cup, they were able to pull off a 1 nil victory. Lanzini scored a goal, very nice goal at that pullback from Fredericks. But, uh, yeah, Antonio is now back from the red card suspension that held him out of the Man United match. He's been dominant so far this year and recently, quite frankly. Eight goals in his last eight matches for West Ham. He's he's elite. I had big questions when they moved him to striker. At first, West Ham was playing him as like a right mid. Then they moved him to a wing back in a 5-4-1 formation. Now he's their striker. He's their nine. He's their goal scorer. He's he's been great. And those questions have been answered, and he'll be back this week ready to score some goals. Pete mentioned it. The over of two and is juiced up to minus 160. That's pretty high. That's uh, Leeds is a high-scoring team. They are possibly without a couple of key players. Bamford's definitely not playing Patrick Bamford. I uh, think he had a, an ankle injury. Um, Rafinha, he's questionable at this time. He has a hip injury. With those question marks, West Ham's going to be at full strength. Give me West Ham on the road, plus 130 money line. Absolutely going to lock them in as a best bet. I love West Ham
0: this week. The Hammers blowing bubbles on the road at Leeds. Uh, you know, Leeds, a team we haven't really been high on at all on this podcast. They they really haven't shown much to, uh, you know, feel too positive about. They're sitting here 17th in the table, tied for 16th, actually. But they don't have a win on the season. Three draws, two losses, five goals scored, 12 goals given up. And then on the flip side, uh. Where is West Ham? West Ham's actually dropped down to eighth here. Um, two draws and a loss in their last three. But they've scored 11 goals and only given up seven on the year. Uh, yeah, you got to think there's going to be goals in this one. Uh, you have to favor West Ham here. Plus, what do we got here? Plus 130 on the road? Sounds sounds good to me. Sounds like, sounds like a plan to me. One thing I do want to note really quick
1: uh, as I think about it, Look at the lineups before this one.
0: If always, Mark always. Playing,
1: <laughs> if Mark Noble's playing, please do not bet on West Ham, and realize that I'm scratching them for my best bets. If he is in the starting lineup, Mark Noble, I'm sorry, man, but your time's up. You gotta retire.
0: The veteran, the veteran. You know, you, you gotta think he's gotta he's gotta come into this match with a chip on his shoulder. Didn't you say that they played uh, this week, West Ham did, and he missed an easy tap in as well?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Breakaway, uh, Yarmolenko played a through ball to him, one-on-one with Dean Henderson, and he passed it right to him. It was pathetic, quite <laughs> It was so bad.
0: <laughs> so West Ham, one of the best bets of the week, plus 130 on the road. Um, I do like the over in the game. It is juiced up minus 160, but there should be plenty of goals in this match. There could be you could even possibly take over three and a half in this one. And that over the over three and a half is plus one fifty. That's you know, getting a little uh getting a little greedy. Uh, that's a lot of goals to, to get in a soccer match, but uh with these two teams, I think that's definitely a possibility.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting if uh Who's available for Leeds? Um, Bamford's a big injury bug miss. Uh, Rafinha would be another huge miss. They did just sign Daniel James at the end of the transfer window. He's solid addition from Man U. Um, Leeds have some solid guys, solid pieces. West Ham, they've been vulnerable to giving up goals. However, they've been pretty dominant scoring goals. Like Pete said, I love the over here. I would not mind taking a flyer, throwing a dart at over three and a half, especially with Antonio back. He's, he's been great up front, and West Ham should easily get two to three goals this match themselves.
0: One interesting note that I saw about Leeds uh, this week, in particular James, I saw that he had uh, the birth of a child. And one hour later, he hopped on a helicopter to fly and play in their, uh, what was it, the EFL Cup matchup against Fulham, and he started in that game. So wow. I thought that was interesting, you know, just had, just had his kid and quick, we got to get to that EFL, uh, uh, you know, game. Who did
1: they even play that match? I don't think it was anyone important. Let's they played Fulham.
0: They played Fulham.
1: Oh, okay. So kind of a tough match. And they won 1-0. Okay. Wow, that's kind of crazy, though. I uh, I did not know that. Good for Dan James. He's young, if I remember right. Maybe 23-ish? 24.
0: Yeah. The game actually went down to penalties, and James actually, he made the second penalty for Leeds.
1: Okay. That's pretty impressive. Good, good for him. Congratulations to the James family. That's a pretty exciting accomplishment there. I'm actually surprised he ended up playing that match. If it was yeah, good. that's what I'm saying. But, uh, yeah, I'm good for him. That's great. That's great.
0: Well, it, you know, it shows his dedication to the squad. And and as a young guy who just transferred to Leeds, you know, obviously wanting to prove himself. It looks like this game was actually a thriller. It went down to like eight eight different penalty kicks there at the end. Oh, wow. <laughs> all right but anyways west ham on the road plus 130 one of the best bets don't touch it with the 10-foot pole if mark noble is in the lineup moving to our third and final game that we'll talk about in depth here we have arsenal taking on tottenham that is uh the kind of the prime time game on sunday at ten thirty central standard time that was Arsenal taking on Tottenham at Emirates Stadium in London. Odds for the game. We have Arsenal at home plus 130. Tottenham on the road, plus 220. The draw is plus 245. Right away, it stands out to me that Arsenal, technically the, the favorite in this game. Tottenham had had looked real real strong this season, and Arsenal, the flip side, looked like they were really struggling, and then now, boom, Arsenal favorites in this. What, what are you thinking in this one?
1: Yeah, I uh, so looking at the match, on paper, I lean Tottenham, their solid squad, when Kane, and Son both play together. Um, Arsenal, they did have the solid match last time. I was looking at some numbers, kind of crazy. So these teams combined have five goals for in five matches and 15 goals against in five wow. matches. <laughs> so they're averaging combined one goal for, three goals against, That's that's miserable. That's absolutely terrible, especially for two squads that they had aspirations. They had dreams of finishing the top four going to Champions League. Now it's early. It's only five matches into the EPL season, but (laughs) there that's a rough start for both these solid teams, these high, high equity teams. Now, during the week, they did both break out of their scoring droughts um three goals for arsenal two goals for tottenham respectively they both teams look solid and lost to i think it was watford if i remember right during the week it was not a good loss that's but, a bad uh, loss yeah it was caribou cup so not not too important of a match um but yeah they they got their goals Kane scored Uh, Lacazette scored this weekend or this past week during the week. Um, Arsenal played AFC Wimbledon. So, pretty, they were huge favorites. Got the job done 3 0. Um, One thing I absolutely like about this match, we talked about them combined five goals in five matches. I like the over here. Over two and a half is even money. I love the over. That over of two and a half has hit three of the last five head to heads between the two squads. I, I think it's if these teams come with the right guys, come with the right mind, the they have the potential for a high scoring match. I love the over gonna make that one of my other best bets this week.
0: I like that one. I like that a lot actually. Uh, Arsenal, it looks like they're you know turning it around a little bit for Tottenham to only score three goals in five matches. Poor very poor. Where is Harry Kane? What happened to Harry Kane? Is he just devastated that he didn't get transferred? Cause it, even when he's on the field, it, it's like, he's not on the field. He's, he's not the same guy that he once was. Yeah. It's interesting. He, uh,
1: son, in my opinion, I love son best player in my opinion on the team when Harry Kane, he – I do want to correct myself before I go on about Kane. Tottenham did win in the Caribou Cup 3-2 against Wolves, it was. 3-2 in penalties against Wolves. Um, Kane did score a goal in that one. but yeah, Okay, Kane,
0: got off the schneid at least.
1: Yeah, so they both scored three goals, uh, two in regular time for Tottenham. Um, yeah, Kane's been – his shooting boots have been missing – he takes a lot of bad shots, which drive me crazy at times. He'll have son or a uh, or a alley making a nice run through the middle. And he'll just fire like a 30 or 40 yard bomb, just desperation shot for no reason. I don't know. Kane, uh, Kane's been really struggling so far this season. Um, I'll be interested to see starting lineups, like always starting laps, pretty much tell the story right off the bat. If the teams are going to come fully healthy, fully prepared for the match. Um, Sun missed last week. He struggled due to injury. Kane struggled without Sun. They're Tottenham's, pretty big underdogs here in a spot that I've actually favor them. With that said, don't mind Tottenham win draw. If you're going to look for a double result, um, I'd rather take the over though. Feel more comfortable. though.
0: Yeah. The, I feel like I agree. I feel like the over is definitely a, a safer uh, bet there. I mean, you're getting even money on it. Uh, yeah. I like the over Ar- Arsenal uh, They've, they've looked better. Tottenham have not, but, um, It feels like with these two teams coming together, we've been waiting for, you know, some fireworks in some of the Arsenal games. They've actually been, you know, battling a little bit more in these closer, low scoring affairs, much like Tottenham has done all season. But I don't know. I I agree with you. Something about this one, it feels like it might be uh, the coming out party, I should say, on offense for, for one of these two teams.
1: Yeah, definitely. There's some heavyweight battles this weekend. There's we talked about Man City and Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham. There's some big top four potential squads going at it against each other. I'll be interested to see how they do. A uh, lot of lot of very intriguing matches this week. Um, yeah, lots of lots of potential. Uh, some good DFS options in all those matches as well.
0: All right. Awesome. Let's quickly, you know, just run through the, the rest of the games on uh, the week six slate. Um, joining Chelsea and Man City in the early morning game. We got two early games on Saturday at 630 a.m. It's going to be an early party. We got Man U taking on Aston Villa. Man U is minus 265 at home. Villa is seven to one dogs on the road. The draw is plus 425 uh you got to think this is a good spot for man u um should be a that'll be a really fun dfs early slate there with uh man u, chelsea and man city playing i mean that's 3 of the top teams going going to battle early on a saturday i'm excited yeah definitely three high th- four high scoring
1: teams if you want to include villa there it's uh Should be some good matches right away, 6.30 central time in the morning. There's uh, Eileen Manchester United, Ronaldo's on absolute fire recently. But uh, they did struggle. Now, against West Ham during the week in the Caribou Cup, they were sitting, resting quite a few of their players. Fernandez only played, I think, 20 minutes or so. Sancho did get the nod, but he... Quite frankly, he's not looked good this year. Sancho has not been up to the par, up to standard from what they expected from coming from Dortmund. They're expecting more from him. And Greenwood's really thrived in the role. I'll be interested to see if Ronaldo keeps scoring at the pace that he has been. But uh, yeah, you said it. Great matches early on in the morning.
0: Yeah, I, I don't remember exactly how many minutes that Sancho has played this year, but I saw a stat where he does not have one single shot all season long yet.
1: Jeez, that's <laughs> that's kind of crazy. That's for a striker on a high-scoring team that gets numerous chances that's played some poor teams, that's terrible. <laughs> that's
0: not good. Yeah. Uh, then on the main slate on Saturday, the next game is Everton taking on Norwich City. Everton is minus 170 at home. Norwich plus 550 on the road. The draw is plus 285. Not really much to talk about in this game. You got to think Everton should uh, be in a good spot to uh, get right after their loss to Villa last week.
1: Yeah, only thing I want to say real briefly is that Richarlson's out. He's going to miss the match. Kind of a big miss. player missing for the team for Everton. He was playing real well
0: this year, too. He was looking real good. He was combining
1: very well. Um, Calvert-Lewin's out as well. Everton's got some guys out, so there's potential for a letdown, but at the same time. When guys are out, there's other guys getting opportunities to play. Sometimes that's all you need is an opportunity, and it gives you enough motivation to step up and perform. So like Pete said, I agree. Everton should get right here and should get the win, the three points, but uh, they're missing some guys. It'll be a good match. Are you saying potential upset alert? (laughs) Uh, i don't know about upset i i still like everton here but uh i don't mind don't mind a draw nor (laughs) i don't know norwich (laughs) stay away stay away from
0: it yeah just stay away from norwich altogether exactly stay far far away and And I was going to say it's a it's a it's a perfect lead into the next match because it's Leicester City taking on Burnley of yep. all teams as well, uh, almost identical um, uh, odds compared to the Everton Norwich. Leicester City is minus one eighty at home. Burnley plus five fifty on the road. Same same uh, underdog road uh, money line is Norwich there for the two teams without a win this season. Um, yeah, again, I'm not biting on Burnley. I'm done with them. Lester's, uh, I, I think Lester, uh, they should be in a good spot here. Yeah, they should
1: be. <laughs> <laughs> Burnley has a chance. I think Burnley is going to Damn give you, Lester...
0: Damn you, Scuba Steve. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think Burnley is going to give them a fight, but uh, yeah, I mean, Lester should win. Um, don't know if they will.
0: And then also also part of that Saturday main slate, uh, we talked about Leeds and West Ham. The last game, the fourth game of the main slate, Watford taking on Newcastle. Watford is plus 130 at home. Newcastle plus 215 on the road. The draw is plus 240. This feels like an absolute coin flip game. You know, one of these matchups between two teams, not very good. Um stay away, stay far away. Yeah, I agree. There, Honestly, this has
1: a type of potential for a high-scoring match. Good DFS slate. There's some solid pieces in there. Joe Ellington, there's uh, St.
0: Maximon, there's Richie. I really do like St. Maximon. That that guy is good. He's looked really good this year.
1: I faded him last week, and, of course, he scored after dribbling. He's tough too many touches in the box, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's solid. He is, he's, he's legit. They have Almiron on the team. Honestly, both these teams, high scoring squads, they, they high scoring potential DFS. You might want to look at possibly stacking
0: the Watford Newcastle match. Yeah, I was thinking, uh, you know, if you're playing that main slate, uh, this is probably the game that's going to, you know, win you the slate. You know, if you have the right guys, the right goal scores in this match, you got to think that there's going to be goals in this one. So, uh, yeah, definitely keep your eyes peeled on that one. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet either side in that one. But, uh, yeah, on the DFS side, this should be a real nice one. Uh, Then on Saturday, the kind of the main, um, the primetime game uh, of the week is Brentford taking on Liverpool. Brentford plus 600 home dogs. Liverpool minus 210 on the road. The draw is plus 350. Does Brentford have a chance to pull off any kind of an upset against Liverpool? They've played very strong this year. Really good defense.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. I I hate to say it. I think their run's going to come to an end here. They're going to drop to the bottom 10 on the table. Liverpool is just too strong. They have scored three goals in five of their last seven matches. They've scored three goals in their last four matches exactly. (laughs) They just, they score goals. And although Brentford did score seven goals this week against Oldham, Whoa. <laughs> if you've heard of Oldham, that makes one of us. Um I'm not, not. <laughs> sure exactly what uh what division they're in. Let's take a quick look here. They are in League League Two. So the not Premier League, not championship, not League One, but the fourth division of English football, English soccer. And they actually they're dead last they're dead last in league <laughs> two tw- 24 of 24. Long story short, the seven nil result for Brentford throughout the week. That's they should have won that game seven 0 and not surprised that as, as they had 24 goal scoring opportunities, but uh, I don't think they have a chance. Liverpool's too strong.
0: You know, I, I think I saw Norwich win one of these cup games a couple of weeks ago. What was that? We had talked about them. They won like seven, nothing or something like that too. So I, uh, Um, you know, the, the cup games, uh, they can be a little bit of fool's gold. If you try and look at that as momentum, I know we did one week and that didn't really work out. So yeah, don't put too much stock into that one. Uh, Liverpool cream of the crop. Uh, They've looked really good this year. They're a dominant team. That should be a fun one to watch though. You know, on Saturday to see, see it's a true test. What is Brentford truly made of? You know, are they a, a top of the, uh, you know, top half of the table team, or are they a bottom half team? And I think this is a game, it's a measuring stick game for them. Yeah, definitely. Five, six matches in five, they played five. This will be the sixth
1: match. I, they already got the first win of the season. They started out the season strong against Arsenal. Three points and two nil victory. I mean, Arsenal began the year, looked like a strong team. Of course, they're, they haven't looked that great recently, but, uh, I mean, Arsenal, they're, they're a good team to win against. Brentford, I agree completely. They It's a good measuring stick game, and they'll have their hands full. I, I don't think they stand a chance, but would not be surprised if they keep it close, maybe within one goal.
0: Brentford has only given up two goals on the season. Through five matches, so it's been impressive. We'll we'll see how they do going to war against a heavyweight titan like Liverpool. Then moving to Sunday morning, the early game, it's the battle of the Amptons, Southampton taking on Wolverhampton. Southampton is plus 165 at home. Wolves plus 185 on the road. The draw is plus 225. First thing that pops out to me is that draw line, actually.
1: Yeah, definitely. Draw line's interesting here. Um, I don't know if I have a good read on this one. I would probably, betting-wise, stay far away from it. Maybe maybe take the home team here southampton they they're a decent squad wolves are very good defensively this is the potential for another nil nil draw
0: yeah um i want to pull up the over under of this game really quick i gotta feel like it's juiced to the under definitely but uh yeah two and a half under two and a half is minus one thirty five. That might be a possible angle in this game. Or uh, the old classic, uh, both teams to score, no, potentially. Don't mind it. Don't mind it. Do you see the odds on that? Um, I'm going to try to pull it up as well really quick. Yeah, not like quick offhand here. see how quick we can
1: maneuver. Aim props, both teams to score, no, minus 110. Honestly, I like that a lot. There
0: you lot. go. Yeah, that's not I, too bad. I really
1: like
0: that. Yeah, that's not too bad. Um, it, there doesn't it, it just doesn't strike you as a matchup where there's going to be a lot of goals, a lot of opportunities, although uh, Wolves, it seems like they threaten every game. You know, they just can't find the net. And Southampton's looked very strong this year. Yeah, they have, especially defensively,
1: which is kind of surprising. Some new pieces on their squad. I'm sorry. I was a little bit distracted. I'm looking at this line here. Both teams to score no draw. I don't really know what that means. (laughs) Teams to score no draw. Um, Yes is plus 180. No is minus 255. I don't think I've ever seen that line before. Maybe it's referring to like a 1-1 draw would be the
0: yes. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I guess. (laughs) That's interesting. (laughs) Now, granted, Southampton, they don't have a win this season yet. They've battled to to the four draws in a row, and then they, they lost their very first matchup. They've scored four goals only. They've given up six. Wolves, they've only scored two goals, and they've given up five. So, you know, to say that there would be goals in this game, I feel like is going out on a limb. Yeah,
1: I'm with you there. I'll take the under, lean the under, or I really like that play. Both teams to score, no, pretty much even money there.
0: Yeah, yeah, that seems that seems like uh, probably the best angle in that game. Then the final game on the slate, it's a Monday game. Crystal Palace taking on Brighton Crystal is plus 205 at home Brighton is plus 155 on the road. the draw is plus 215 um, again you know Brighton anytime they play it just it just feels like coin flip games but they keep finding a way to be on the right end of that and they're sitting here like we said fourth in the table now. Four wins, only one loss. They've looked really strong this season. Yes, they've looked really strong. Now, Crystal
1: Palace on the other side of things, they two weeks ago, they won 3-0. Last week, they lost 3-0. It's kind of a double-edged sword with Crystal Palace. You're, you're going to get a really good result where a team comes out flying. Zaha looks great. Gallagher looks great. On the other side of things, Crystal Palace could lay an egg. They could absolutely just look terrible against Brighton. The squad that's looked very consistent, very solid so far this season. I'll be interested to see how this one goes. I did know, was interesting, interested to see that uh, Brighton has not won their last four head-to-heads against Crystal Palace. Palace has won two ma- of those matches. That's drawn the other two pretty even match on paper um, the odds make sense here Brighton because they've played better so far this season slight favorites I don't know I, I don't know how I feel about this one
0: it really it feels like a toss-up like you said you don't know what sort of team you're gonna get out of crystal they they do have some some quality pieces some good young players. But, you know, the consistency is just not there at all. The consistency has been there for Brighton, Um, maybe a little too good to be true for them. You know, I wouldn't expect them to, you know, finish in the top, you know, five of the table, ultimately, as, you know, everything comes around and variance starts coming into play. You would think that they're going to fall off a little bit. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It seems like a coin flip game. Uh, a perfect game on a Monday where I'll be at work and I won't be watching this at all. So hopefully I just stay away from betting this one altogether. Yeah.
1: Interesting DFS match on a Monday, Monday afternoon at that leading up to Monday night football, of course, in America. Oh, don't, d- sure. don't don't get me
0: wrong. I'll still throw a DFS showdown line up <laughs> out there.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We'll have to play it, but uh uh, I like it for ownership and DFS sake. DFS absolutely love Gallagher, Zaha. I mean, you could even play a keeper in this match. Uh, DFS wise, there's going to be some nice ownership. A nice ownership, I say like 60% or less. No guys should be higher than 60%. There's, uh, there's some solid solid pieces on both sides here. I, I like it from a DS, DFS perspective.
0: Yeah, it's always good to to play either the showdowns or you know a slate where there's not just those massively 80, 90 percent owned players. Uh you know, it, it it's not as fun, you know, honestly, when there's such like heavy, heavy, heavy chalk that everyone's playing. Yeah,
1: completely agree. More often than that, I would try to fade the chalk if anything, but uh yeah, I love this type of slate for this type of match for DFS purposes.
0: All right. So that'll kind of wrap up, uh, you know, the game by game. Uh, why don't you hit the people with your, uh, just a recap of your best bets for week six of the EPL?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So not a best bet,
0: but we mentioned
1: it just very briefly Chelsea money line at home against Man City. I do like Chelsea money line, but we're not going to name it a best bet. Best bets. We're looking at West Ham on the road, plus 130 money line against Leeds and the over of two and a half, even money of Arsenal versus Tottenham. Very even match, very solid teams, both sides. Those are my best bets this week. Those two picks.
0: I like it. And, you know, with the odds on that, even if you just hit one of the two, uh, you know, you're not losing money. If if the one is the West Ham winning, you're actually plus money on the weekend there. Uh, So, yeah, I like both of those. I'll definitely be on Chelsea money line early on Saturday morning. That should be an awesome. Like I said, awesome. Two early games there. Uh, Like a perfect start to the weekend. Um, why don't you throw out just a, just a couple of uh, maybe some suggestions DFS side for the Saturday main slate, the four game slate.
1: Yeah, definitely. Let's take a look here. So four matches, Everton Norwich Leeds, West Ham, Leicester, Burnley Watford, Newcastle. We talked about Watford, Newcastle, possibly having high scoring potential guys are not priced too bad here. Sar 10,000. That's, that's a little bit pricey for my liking. He, he was a little bit lucky with both of those goals last week. Um, St. Maxim he's 8,300. I think he's a solid play high floor player. He takes lab bad shots. He had five shots last week, actually four on target with one goal. Um, that's points right there. Yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, that was good for, let's see, 22.6 points. Not too bad at all. We talked about possibly stacking this match. I'd go with St. Maximon. Dennis has been solid. He scored a goal off a header last week. Um, not a very high floor player at all. More so a boomer bus play Dennis is. Um, but yeah, possible stacking potentially of Josh King 5,300. Almiron, 5,200. Some solid plays, some solid pieces at decent prices in that Watford-Newcastle match. Um, We liked West Ham on the road. Antonio's back. He is 9,300 midfield forward eligible. He's probably going to get a goal this week, if not a goal and assist. Love Antonio this week, 9,300. Very solid option. Uh, Let's take a look at keepers. Keepers,
0: Everton.
1: Pickford's out actually just noticed that he's out two to three weeks with a shoulder injury. Ooh, another
0: that, blow for the Everton team. Norwich. We mentioned upset it. alert. <laughs> it's possible. Absolutely possible.
1: Um, keepers. I'd probably lean Schmeichel 5,800 for Leicester. Or if you want to play the flip side of that, Nick Pope, he led the league with clean sheets a couple years ago. Um, he's only 3700 against Leicester, who's struggled to score goals so far this year. Nick Pope, Les- Nick Pulp for Burnley, Schmeichel for Leicester. I don't mind either of those keepers, honestly. This is a nice slate here. I uh, I really like uh, really like some guys here. Another, just going to touch really quick on the Everton injury news. I do see Digne's questionable. So <laughs> they're, they're <laughs> possibly missing the whole starting the 11 squad. So be careful with Everton uh, check lineups, of course.
0: Yeah. Maybe, maybe even potentially look at an under in, in that game. Possibly.
1: Yeah. Or uh, if you just want to play DFS side of things, maybe play. I'll uh, the safer little... option, safer option. <laughs> <laughs> Probably possibly Norwich keeper, Tim Krul. He's not terrible. I mean, defensively Norwich is terrible. They've given up 14 goals, but uh, they Tim Cruel's not a bad option for 3,900. If Everton's missing all those top guys, I don't mind them throwing him in as a dart.
0: All right. I love it. I, you know, I think I'm definitely going to have a lot more action on the DFS side than the actual bets this weekend, but, um, yeah, it should be a really fun slate and, you know, hopefully we can win some money, cash some tickets and, uh, take it all to the bank. You got any last words for the people this week? Not too many words here for the people,
1: but uh, do want to mention, thank you guys for bearing with me. My allergies are driving me crazy. I've been muting myself, blowing my nose this whole podcast. It's uh, it's that time of year, fall. Maybe I should probably do some dusting around the place, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, very, lots of action this week, 10 matches, of course, lots of great entertainment, great action right off the bat, Saturday morning, two matches. I'm excited. Stay tuned and uh, we'll be back
0: next week. Um,
1: 10 more matches.
0: Yeah, they keep thinking that we won't be back, but guess what, folks? We're here each and every week. So on that note for J-Bone, I am Pete B for all the work that new producer, my beautiful wife, Erica Barnhart does on the back end. We thank everyone for listening and good luck in all of your action thanks, guys.